Hey everyone and welcome back to the Tennis Section podcast. Last week you had uh, only me uh, and it was a lot of rambling from Liam, I guess, for, a, for an hour. So I'm, not, I'm sure you guys got bored, but this week we've got Andrew back. So it's good It's good to get the whole crew back and uh, and then rolling on, on the podcast. It's been a long time since we've both done it together. Um, it's the end of the season now. There's not much going on. The Davis Cup is going on right now, but you know, it's not, it doesn't seem too entertaining. You know, people, people, I don't, I don't think the viewership uh, is that, is that big right now. There's some good, there's some good matches going on, but yeah, no, I think uh, it's, it's good to have Andrew back and let's get into it. Yeah. Hey guys, glad to be back. Um, been missing in action over the last few months, um, but ready and raring to go again. Um, just been busy preparing for the 2023 season. I expect to win Wimbledon, US Open and possibly the French. <laughs> just kidding but <laughs> oh yeah, just kidding. yeah. So, yeah, yeah i'm on my way there i'm on my way there to be in your in your corner andrew right yep sounds good uh, yeah i'm i'm excited it's uh, it's going to be a good 2023 season but before we get to that um especially for andrew by the way but before we get to that let's talk about the 2022 season it's 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 finally done um there are you know as i said there is the davis cup and there's some exhibition matches you know nadal and rude are currently doing a tour of south south america um and then it's going to be the Mubadala Open and stuff like that, you know, in, in the Middle East and stuff. But what I think the first the first question I wanted to ask Andrew was like, what's your standout moment of 2022? Um, well, they had a few for me. Um, the biggest obviously had to be Nadal winning the two two slams at the Australian and the French, you know, and um, finally breaking the record. Um, big story is always the controversy around Djokovic. You know, um, hopefully that doesn't fall him into 2023, but I'm sure you'll find some way to <laughs> to be in the news. Um, we saw recently that he's been allowed into Australia. So yeah. I think we'll get into that later on, but I, I'd say that he'd probably start as a favorite heading into the US Open, depending on the the status of um, Alcaraz and, and Nadal. Um, and, and also what I like to see was the emergence of some some younger players, you know, like Felix finally broke through and won, won some titles consistently. You know, we saw um, Rune, um, seemingly coming out of nowhere. I mean, obviously we've we've known of him for a while, but I mean, we really didn't expect him to to do what he did. You know, I'm um, breaking throughout the French Open, winning a couple titles. You know, beating some top ten players along the way, and then obviously Alcaraz. You know, winning the Grand Slam, becoming the first, the youngest ever, um, year end number one, youngest ever, um, Grand Slam winner. Well, not youngest ever, but youngest in a while. You know, and so. A lot of things. Nothing in particular stood out to me, but it was a good year overall. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. I think, yeah, it it, it, it I think the season had two sides to it. It had the first half of the season, which was Nadal dominating everything, yep. Alcaraz shining a bit. You know, he had he had his moments in uh, in Miami and in Madrid. Then the second half of the season was Djokovic dominating everything, and yep. Alcaraz having his moment in New York. It's uh. It's sort of been like it's been those three players, but there's there's still a lot of of things that happen. Like you know, you could say 2022 was a great year for Nick Kyrgios. The the yeah. standout thing that he he came out he came out flying. He's he's come out you know showing that he actually cared for once, which was a which was a weird thing. Um, yep, and I I saw something that he would have been ranked number eleven if the Wimbledon points counted. Yeah. you know, so it would have been exactly. a fantastic year for him. Yep, exactly. And he and he he would have he would have been in the um. In the ATP finals in the singles. Obviously, he was there in the doubles, yeah. and I think they didn't, I didn't think they got past the, the group stage. But yeah. um no, he, yeah. he, he would have been there in the singles, and I think in the singles he could have done some damage. He would he would have yeah, loved it. I also thought he, it, would, he would have loved it. 
I also thought he was unlucky not to win in New York. You know, I mean, obviously, um, Alcaraz was our pick from the start, but he was looking yeah. really good in, in the beginning, you know, and I wouldn't bet against him when he's in form and when he's taking it seriously, as you said. You yeah. know, and I certainly didn't expect him to lose to Kachinov like he did, no. you know, and, and had he made that semifinals and, and possibly the finals, you know, and, and even even if he had lost, it, you know, a, a major um, final at Wimbledon and then a, a semi or potentially final at the US Open, easily the best year of his career so far. Yeah, well, you you were, you would have had to say like, if he had won against Kachanov, which he he should have should have one hundred percent should have never let it go to five sets. Um, yeah, he would have gone in the semifinals against Rude. I I don't see Rude winning against Kyrgios. Yeah, I would have backed him to win on, that for sure. On on, yeah. on a fast hardcore surface, that I don't see Rude winning against Kyrgios. The service too much, and then um and then going into the final, you know, you you would have had Alcaraz on the other side, but. Kyrgios can get a crowd going like uh, I don't yeah. think Alcaraz is you know capable of yet you know Alcaraz can get a crowd don't going forget. because he does amazing shots but I don't I think Kyrgios yeah. can just bring it to a whole other level yeah and don't forget I mean Alcaraz would have been feeling the nerves more than Kyrgios would have you know and he would have had a lot more mileage um throughout exactly. the tournament with all those back-to-back five setters so I mean uh it's a it's a bunch of what-ifs um so hopefully he just takes it into 2023 and we see it and we um we see him starting well at the Australian Open yeah, exactly. I hope hopefully he seems he seems to have changed his career around in 2022. Hopefully it continues on. Um yeah. yeah, I think it's 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 been a year of ups and downs for many players. You you spoke on Djokovic. Um he obviously didn't start the season off quite well. He, he looked terrible obviously when he 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 didn't he wasn't able to play in yeah. Australia then you know I think he came back at Monte Carlo and there he was playing terribly. Lost in his first match to Alejandro Davidovic Fakina. Then he went to Serbia, played the first tournament. I think he lost, I can't remember. Second tournament, he reached the final, lost to Rublev. But then after that, it was it was no turning back for Djokovic. I think he, he he's he's had an amazing season and he and he topped it off with the the sick for ATP finals. Yep. Yep. And and he is the informed player going into 2023. You know, um Alcaraz unfortunately had that injury at the end and couldn't end his year off on a high note you know I, I probably wouldn't have picked him to beat Djokovic at the, the year and Masters anyway you know just given Djokovic's experience but I mean another what if um, so we'll just have to see what happens next year yeah I think I think the there was a there was a big well there was a, I read an article uh, I don't say big debate I read one article and it was like the year end finals is always on indoor hard and they were talking about maybe they should switch it year round like every year on a different surface to give different players yeah. an opportunity. Obviously, you might, you know, put it on clay, Nadal's going to win it. You put it on grass, Djokovic is going to win it. You put it on indoor hard, Djokovic is going to win it. You put it on outdoor hard, you know, you can get you can yeah. get uh, some some mixed results in there, you know. Um, I've always questioned why it wasn't on outdoor hard because, I yeah. mean, that that is the the premier surface of the ATP. You know, most tournaments yeah. are on it, you know. Um, it's the preferred surface of most, you know. Um, so it, it's always been strange to me why it's on indoor hard. And you can see yeah. from the results, you know, Nadal has never won which is crazy. I can't blame it only on the surface, but that has a huge part to play, I'm sure. Well, yeah, it's it's just a different type of, it's a different game of tennis when you're playing on indoor hard. The, bo- the ball's low, it's faster, the serve yeah. is much more impactful in there. And it's it's just, it's first strike tennis in indoor hard. So I think uh, it's it, it would be interesting if they did put it on different surfaces every year, um, whether they Maybe actually... Maybe they can get... No, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say whether they actually are able to do something like that, you know, once once they're finished with their contract with uh, with Turin, um, it w- it would be quite interesting. 
No, and they can always get creative. You know, I don't know how they're going to decide it. Maybe whoever wins the most matches for the year can choose, or the the end the, the year end number one can choose, or or something. You know, whoever leads the race. Well, Titi Bas will always get the choice if it's who wins the most wins the most matches. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. He led led the ATP and wins again. But maybe you know whoever wins the the year end the number one, not the overall number one, but the fifty two week. You know, um, that's that's a good incentive. I don't see that happening, but. You know, they, I'm sure they can find something. Yeah, they they definitely can. I think it should be should be rotated definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. In indoor hard is is it diff, it's a difficult surface for a lot of players, especially when you're reaching the later stages of your career. Maybe not maybe not for Novak, but when you're reaching yeah. the later stages of your career, you know you slow down already, and your your joints yeah. might not be as as you know squeaky clean as exactly. they used to be. So it's it's gonna, it's always going to be tough for someone, especially like Nadal, yeah. who you know we always know he he always has something going yeah. on. Um, but and it's no, and I, it's such a short season, short such a short season as well. You know, I mean, other than grass, you know, this yeah. the, <laughs> there's no season shorter. So I I yeah. never understood it. No, I guess exactly. so. You can have more night night matches, which is better for the fans. And I I guess that was the the logic behind it. But no, I really would love to see some kind of change. They and just outdoor, send them to some, outdoor to hard some... is a suitable thing. To some hot country in you know South America or something and do it there. That's what they exactly. should do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They should do that it's, and then. Uh... It's not going to leave. Not going to leave Europe though. Other no, than exactly. Maybe anyway. maybe Asia once in a while, but I don't see yeah. that happening. No, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do. I do miss it in London though. I was. I was there. I was, when it was going on, I was like, I should still be in London. You know, it. Yeah. The 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 venue there in Turin looks great and everything, but. You know, the, the O2 is something else. You know, I went to the Labour Cup this year and it was, it was so nice there. Um, but moving moving on from that, I think, as we said, um, Nadal, Djokovic, Alcaraz, Kyrgios, great year. On the other hand, yeah. what we, who, who would you say had a sort of disappointing year that you expected to do better? Um, I can't can't really think of anyone that stands out. I mean, we, we always expect more from Rublev. You know, he had a... A very up and down year. Um, I mean, Taylor Fritz also had a good year. He was one of the ones that we could could have mentioned had a pretty good year. Um, yeah. Cam Nori was a bit disappointing. I mean, never really expected him to, you know, challenge a top five or challenge at a slam anyway, you know. But uh, no one really stands out to me, to be honest. Obviously, I'm disappointed that that my boy didn't win any slams. I'm sinner, so that was a bit of a disappointment, you know. I, I, I but think, I'll, I think I'll he was. Uh, I think he was like top five in win percentage this year, though. Yeah, I think so too. But all all jokes aside, I, I was hoping for him to win a couple of, of of bigger titles, you know, and then win some of the matches that he did lose. Um, but he still is young. Um, is there anyone else you can think of that that was quite disappointing? Yeah, I would I would say Rublev had a great chance this year at the especially at the ATP finals. He had a great chance after his win against Tsitsipas. He should have really came out better against Kasper Ruud, and that would have gotten him, you know. That would have gotten yeah. him into into the final. And that would have been amazing, amazing. Even if he lost, it would be an amazing result for him. So Rublev could have done better, should have done better. But he, he, you know, he's. I think once he's able to control his emotions on court, and yeah. rather than scream, shout, try and injure himself or throw the racket around, yeah, gets it. You know, focuses and actually just focuses on one point at a time. He's gonna do. He's gonna do. He's gonna do amazing. Um, I think. You know, there's been, yeah, Sinner, Sinner, I mean, if Sinner wasn't injured this year, if he didn't get all those injuries, he would have done amazing. There's not, he's yeah. just too, he's just too good not to do it. We saw him against, uh, we saw him against Alcaraz in the US Open. We saw him against Alcaraz, I believe in... Please don't, don't, don't bring that match up again. 
I'm, 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 now, now I'm bringing yeah, up the, 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 one the, the US back, Open the comeback. No, 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 I'm bringing up the comeback now. Oh, the one when, when, when he had the match points and us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, bad, he's, me- bad memories. <laughs> well, spe- speak, speaking of uh, match points and losing matches one from having match points, I think Pablo Carreño Busta had the, the worst year of them all, if you look at that, if you look at that statistic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, how many was it? What was it again? I, unbelievable. I can't, I can't remember, but he had, I think he had like a match where he had seven or eight match points. A yep. fair few of yep. them on his serve. I think it was against Arthur Rindignick. And yep. the guy the guy just forgot how to serve. Yep. He just he just did not know how to serve anymore. I just don't he understand. Can, he how... had two there were two matches like that. I forgot the other one. Um where he had there was a one against number of match points. as well. I think so. And that that one was three or four match points, I think. Yeah, something like um, that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he, he lost to Sinner like that. He... he lost to Rindignick like that. And I think two days ago against um Marin Cilic at the um at the Davis Cup. I don't think he had match points, or maybe he did, but he lost in a third set tiebreak on a match where he won the first set. And yeah, I think I think Cilic hit like 15 double faults or even 20 double faults. I'm just wow. like, if if you're losing those types of matches, you really need to reassess your game. Yep, agreed. Agreed. It's 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 it's, it's a tough one. I think so. I think he, I think he's the disappointment of the year in terms of players so. who you know yeah. can play amazing tennis. We we yeah. we watched him beat Dimonor. Remember, we watched him in the US yeah. beat Dimonor, yeah. yeah. and he played yeah. he played amazing. He played amazing those first two sets, and then he started to to, to struggle a bit. He he was he, but he still came through in the end. But I think if that match yeah. was was pushed to five sets, he would have lost it. Yeah, and I mean, we cannot. Even though he was the ATP match leader, we can mention Sitsipas as well. You know, it seems yeah. every year we expect him to do more and to challenge for a slam and to win more big titles. You know, and he just always consistently gets to the quarters, semis, and, and then just falls short. So I mean, by statistics, it's a good season, you know, but we expect more out of him. You know, and his ranking is dropping every year by one, by two. He's slowly, you know. I, I don't know if he, he really has it in him to win a slam anymore. You know, I mean, two, three years ago, four years ago, we were picking him as a, a definite slam winner. Yeah. You know, um, he still has some time to do it, you know, but every year and I see what the results seeming to get further and further because we get two or three new guys popping out every year. We get a, a Rune and a, an Alcaraz and one of those guys, a, a Felix now popping out, you know, and I mean, hard to put him ahead of any of those guys now. I mean, in terms of serious contenders at a Grand Slam, even though his ranking might be higher, you know, who, who would your money be on, you know, at a, at a slam? You know, I think I, I, he, I wouldn't bet on Tsitsipas, I don't think. Not the, laid the, on. The, the issue with Tsitsipas is that there's one clear weakness to his game. Backhand, yeah. The backhand. It's, I wouldn't say terrible because he, average, he's a top 10 player, but he's, he's got an average backhand. You yep. you hit to the backhand enough times during the point, you will win the point. Yep. Maybe maybe three times out of ten he will win the point and you will actually be able to defend on his backhand. But seven out of ten times he's gonna lose that point. And a lot of the times players use that tactic, especially on break points. Yeah, of course. There's no science it's, behind it. That that is the reason. You know, it's it, 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 it's, it's it happens in every Titi Pass match when he loses. Yep. He plays amazing for a certain period on his serve. One game he throws in like a few missed first serves, second serves come in, players get the return onto his backhand, and then he's you know 15 40 down. And then you yeah. know, it's 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 difficult. I, th- I think I think he needs to change coach. I think his dad needs to get out of his box. What do you think? 
I mean, I don't know enough to say that, but it seems so to me, um, you know, and I'm, I'm always been the person that thinks that, you know, too many cooks spoil the broth, you know, I mean, what, what could his dad possibly, and, and nothing against his dad, I don't know him, I don't know what his qualifications yeah. are, or, or whatever, you know, but why would you have two, three coaches, you know, and, and telling you different things, you know, he clearly gets frustrated with his dad. Sometimes we've seen it multiple times in matches where he, he yells at his dad and then they have well, some he, threw, kind of he threw the ball at him at the ATP finals. Yeah, this year. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know, but something should change, you know, because yeah. he's been, been there knocking at the door. I mean, he's had a very good career, you know, um, we can't say not, you know, but it's a huge disappointment that he hasn't won a slam by now because five, six years ago, we, we were going to say like, this guy is the next big thing, future yeah. number one. Remember when he beat Federer, was at Australian Open? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, I mean, he said, well, this, this guy is definitely going to be number one a few years from now. And then so many guys have passed him since then. Yeah. He's like a career, like a, like a Nishikori, you know, like a career number four or five in the world, maybe. I mean, that's a little harsh, but, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, what you, I know what you mean. I think something, something needs to change. I mean, because it's, it's clearly it's it's worked. It's gotten him to a point. You know, he is one of the best players in the world, but he's not a serious. He's never been a serious contender at a slam because even when he got to the final at the French, who really thought he was going to win that? Nobody. No, you know, but then he he, 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 man, he managed he, he, managed to, he managed to get he those two sets, it. but then they just crumbled. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think you know. Um, Heading into the Australian Open, we're going to pick five favorites. We're not going to pick him, you know, for yeah. every slam. We're not going to pick him, even though he might be ranked higher than some guys are going to pick. So he I might, know. he might be three or four in the world, but he's not, he's yeah. not, he's not the, he's not one of those top five picks, like you just said. He's it's, it's worth a change, worth a change for sure. Yeah, you know, he's he's won enough, he's won enough titles, he's made enough money, you know. I mean, take a risk and and make the change, you know, and it's a small difference, right? And a lot of people like to blame his his mental strength, but and he does have. Things do break down in matches and tight matches, but it it usually is the backhand. Yeah, you know, and it's, and I wouldn't necessarily say that's a mental thing. I mean, obviously it is, but I mean, he just doesn't have as much confidence in it. So when the pressure is on, it will break down. Yeah, you know, but we, I we I think, think we, we saw he's uh, he's brought in Mark Filipousis to his team, you know, to his coaching team, and since then his volleys have improved incredibly. And another guy without a great backhand, by the way. <laughs> true true but yeah. the, the, you know he brought he brought this something that he wanted to improve the volume of course he yeah, brought a coach yeah yeah, yeah and he's yeah. done that yeah. he needs to bring someone in who can really work on that backhand someone you know one-handed backhand is always going to be tougher to 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 defend with than a two-handed backhand he needs i can I, think I, of a pretty good i can think of a pretty good guy with a one-handed backhand who's available um as of this year you know oh, <laughs> i don't, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna i don't i don't know if he's gonna want to do it but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll be angry that uh, Titi Pass lost lost them the Labour Cup this year. Um, you know, my my yeah, whole yeah, grudge. Yeah, but, but, but something. Yeah, no, something. You know, I, I did like the Philippoussis move, but I mean, you know, Philippoussis was another guy with with a lot of promise. You know, a big power game, big weakness. You know, I mean, he he wasn't the best mover. He wasn't wasn't the best in the backhand side. You know, amazing serve, one of the best serves of all time. You know, but he wasn't a mentally tough guy either necessarily. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm 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 saying this based on what I've seen, you know, I, I, I don't know enough to, to make that, that statement, you know, but, you know, bring in, bring in a fetter if you can, you know, even as an advisor, you know, um, look at Felix, he brought in. Or even, or even just look, look at, no. look at someone from Federer's team, you know, yeah, someone yeah, Federer's yeah, yeah. worked with in the past. It doesn't have to be Federer himself. And someone who's worked with right? Federer and that's they're, it. All, all the big players have done it. You know, they brought in former champions, former top exactly. coaches, you know, even, even just as an advisor. You know, like they, well, they we saw, we saw with Djokovic, you know, his serve was not that great, 
brought in, brought in, brought in Ivanovic, uh, yeah. and uh, and yeah. and since then, I think he's been, you know, accuracy-wise, one of the best servers. Speed-wise, probably not because that's a different story. But accuracy is more important than sp- speed at times. Yeah. Um, and look at look at Felix, right? He just had the best year of his life. You know, I'm not solely saying that it was because of Tony Nadal, you know, but mm-hmm. I mean someone like that who's won so much, who knows how to win, who knows like a winner's mentality. You know, I'm I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't know how, how good of a coach he is, but I mean, he's been around one of the best players in the world for almost his entire life. Exactly. You know, he, he taught Felix how to win. He gave him the belief to win, I think. You know, so what is what has his dad done? You know, yeah. not knocking it. You know, he's he's brought him from nothing to to a top five player in the world, you know. Um, but why isn't the former player in his in his box? Yeah. You know, no. other than other than Philippusis, who I don't think is 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 around anymore, is he? Is he still well, with him? I don't. I yeah, don't yeah he is. He is. He's. Uh, I think he was okay. in the in the coaching box during the ATP finals. So I think he's quite. I think okay. He's, okay. Last, last few months he's he's joined them. But I I completely agree. He needs he needs to bring in a, a name that's got experience and has worked with big name players and champions. Someone who knows how to win, knows what it feels like to win. Someone who knows how to set your mentality to not crumble under pressure all the time. Um, I'd, if I was him, I'd beg Federer. I'd beg him, you know, and and Len, uh, not yeah. Um, Lubacic is available now, you know. <laughs> so why why not worth yeah. worth inviting him for a few weeks, you know, to train with you, see what he sees, you know. I think I think the format, the the, the thing that worries me though in the Titifest thing is the Moratoglu side of things. I think yeah. he's too ingrained in the Moratoglu Academy to change anything that he's used to. I think, and especially now of Patrick himself is 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 Holgeroon's coach. He could have brought in Patrick to his team, and just have Patrick yeah. as his main coach. That would have been better than his dad. But yeah. now that Patrick is Holgeroon's coach, he needs to he needs to look at the resources outside of the Moratoglu sort of um, yeah. sphere. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, anything anything from Federer's former team or any sort of past champions who actually you know have some experience of winning uh, big titles that that would be that would be good for him. So we we've um we've spoken of the sort of disappointments of 2022. You know, we said Sinner injury, Rublev not being able to convert chances, and you know just not not winning as much as he should have in the big in tight matches. Um, Pablo Carreño Busta just choking under pressure con- consistently and and forgetting how to serve in tight moments, and Tsitsipas needing to change his coaching staff ASAP. But um, yeah. I think one of the last big topics of conversation is. We've spoken of, you know, the likes of Runa and Alcaraz, you know, bursting onto the scene. We saw Rune beat Djokovic in, the, I think, the first match Djokovic has ever lost in the final from a setup of a Masters 1000. Yeah. Um, we saw Alcaraz win two Masters 1000 and the US Open this year. Other than them two, which youngsters have really caught your attention this year on the ATP Tour? Well, I do like Jack Draper. A lot. Um, you know, he he struggled a lot with injuries, but I mean, when he's fit, he does have the game to do well. You know, he's yeah. got a big serve. He's got a good all around game. You know, he seems to be pretty, pretty um well put together mentally. You know, again, this is off of limited resources, right, and limited knowledge because I haven't seen him uh, much because he's always been injured. Um, but he's the standout one to me. Yeah. You know, um, I I don't see anyone else that I'd put in that bracket other than him. I think he's a level below the other guys, obviously, but he's got the potential to go right up. Um, there is that. Um, I also like Shelton, the young American. Is it yeah. Ben Ben Shelton, right? Yeah, yeah the ben lefty. Shelton. You know, he he look he looks good, but it's still a little bit raw. You know, I've seen some of his matches recently, 
um, on YouTube and, and rewatch them. And I like his game, you know, and I, I do like the fact that he went to college for a bit and, and got some matches under his belt and, and you kind of learn how to win there, you know. Um, so we'll see how it translates properly to the tour. Um, he just won his first challenger title. Um, I think I think recently. he won three three in a row. Really? I think he did three three back to back weeks of winning right, challenger late, titles. Late, late, late on in the year, right? Yeah, yeah, like the last. Couple yeah, of yeah, weeks. yeah, yeah, think... right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, other than, but I I wouldn't put him near Jack Dripper's level yet. Is there anyone that stands out to you other than the guys that we mentioned before? I mean, I know you're I mean... going to pick him pick him as well. Um, well, yeah, when I, when I, when I ask his you the nationality. Question... <laughs> I wouldn't say based on the nationality, but when I asked you the question, the first the first player that came to my mind was Jack Draper. I think yeah. I thought he was going to win the ATP, the next gen finals. Um, he's just he hits extremely flat. He hits with so much confidence and 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 so fast, and he's a lefty, and his serve is extremely powerful. We saw yeah. him. We saw him against Alcaraz in in, in Basel. We saw him against Alcaraz yeah. in Basel. He nearly beat Alcaraz there. Um, he did have an unfortunate. I think. I think the next gen finals is never really like, especially at the round robin matches. They're never really telling you like if a player is going to be amazing or not. Though you usually we've seen in the past, you know, Tsitsipas won it, Alcaraz won it. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the only one what? that didn't really, the only one that didn't really pan out was um Quan, right? No, not Quan. No, um, Shung. Shung. Shung, yeah, Shung, yeah, yeah. Shung. yeah but that that, that was that was due to like injury, extreme injury. injury. Like injury, we've yeah. seen the winners of that tournament make it really far um, in in their career. And he, he even he, I mean, we're we're saying he was a disappointment, but I mean, he still did reach the semifinals of the Australian Open before that exactly. injury. Exactly, know, so he was on the right trajectory for sure. But no, I I agree with Draper, especially in, in remember when we were in New York, I was walking around the U.S. Open and I just ran into Draper just walking around. Yeah. So I, and I, yeah. I think the day before he beat Kachanov or something, or I can't remember. And I just said, Not "Oh, hey, congrats!" He, he uh, lost to Kachanov. He oh lost, yeah, he, so he, he, so he retired. Before, he re, he retired against Kachanov. It was yeah, the match the before he, he won around, the yeah. match before, and he was it was the day before he was supposed to play Kachanov. And I said to him, "Oh yeah, yeah. great, great match yesterday. Congrats on winning." And the guy is huge, like yep. yeah, he, yeah. I, he's like six foot three, six foot two, six foot three, built like a brick house. Yeah. But he's extremely fast on the court. Yep. So I think I think yep. he's got a lot. Yep. I think he I think if next year he's not in the top twenty, that'll be a disappointing season for him. I think he's yeah, gonna no, make the, no. Um, I agree. I agree. Outside of that, I think Lorenzo Mazzetti I mean, had a great season this year. Yeah, Nakashima as well. I wasn't sure that we were considering those guys, you know, but yeah. yeah. I like Nakashima, Nakashima a lot. Nakashima, you know, he, he's he won quite his, consistent. Won his first title earlier in the year, you know. Um he's 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 a good player. You know, I like his mentality as well. You know, he's not not the usual hot-headed youngster. You know, Massetti, Massetti as well. I mean, I, I'd label him a, a bit of a disappointment so far, you know, because a couple of years ago when he finally broke, when he first broke through, you know, like he, he seemed to be on the same kind of path as Alcaraz. You know, big game, big, big flashy game, lots of flair, you know. Um, but I mean, he's still solid, right? You know, and he's he's probably the most likely of all of them, I think, to... To get to the top twenty, I think Draper yeah. has the most potential. You know, but Massetti has been a lot more solid, a lot more consistent. You know, he so been been a lot luckier. With well, he's, he's he's what I think what he won Hamburg this year, beating Alcaraz, and he won yep. Naples, yep. beating Berrettini. So when when he's in form and when he's confident, he's going to do well. The one-handed backhand is a curse, is is a, is a blessing and a curse for him. Same same as it is for Tsitsipas, I think. Um, yeah, agreed. He, I think, yeah, Nakashima, Draper, uh, Mazzetti. 
all going to do well. I think in 2023, they're going to, they're going to really improve. Holgerun, obviously, you know, yeah, we, we said, yeah. as I said, uh, Holgerun and Alcaraz are like on another think, level right now. Yeah. I think they're um, out of that league already. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah they're not, they're not the youngsters anymore. I think they're, they, they're going to, they're going to be the big time guys. Um, yeah. But okay. So I think, I think we covered sort of the 2022 topics from yeah. moving to that. Let's go to 2023 quickly. I want your early predictions for each slam winner. Easy. Sinner Grand Slam. Four in a row. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all, jo- all jokes aside, um, I do think that um, Djokovic will win the, the Australian Open. You know, he has a huge okay. point to prove there. You know, um, he's always been very successful there. You know, um, I don't see Alcaraz beating him over five sets yet. You know, um, uh, that that is a weird statement to make, you know, about the world number one and someone who's beaten them before, you know, but at yeah. a major, you know, they will play late on in, in, in the tournament. You know, I still do think that Djokovic isn't ready to go away yet. You yeah. know, he's not fading like some of the others, you know, and, and, and he's beatable, right? He's shown that that he can lose to, to almost anyone in the top 50 now. You know, he's had some some pretty bad losses um this year, but in a grand slam, I don't see it happening. You know, I think he's the massive favorite. Um, Alcaraz can challenge him. I, I'll, I'll take your boy Rafa out of it, even though he he's a defending champion, uh, at least out of the top two. You know, yeah. I, I think I think he has a chance. Obviously, I'd probably put him at number three. You know, um, uh, Wimbledon, Wimbledon French. Who should we do? Well, French Rafa. Um, once yeah. he's once he's healthy, you know, I'd say once he's ninety percent healthy, um, I think he's the favorite. Um, Wimbledon Djokovic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's the most the most sure out of all of them. You know, um, the Wimbledon Djokovic win, um, and U.S. Open I think is the one that's up for grabs. You know, um, maybe Alcaraz can repeat. You know, maybe Sinner steps up a gear. You know, hopefully Nadal is healthy and and he can actually you know go a bit further this time. Um, I I don't see any dark horses winning any slams next year. You know, I, mean, okay. I think all of them will come from Nadal, Djokovic. Alcaraz, um, if you want to call, uh, well, maybe um, if we got Curious, you know, Curious in yeah, Australia, true, not... true. Wimbledon, Wimbledon, you know, I he he's a dark horse. I think has a chance. I still, I'm still very surprised that he was able to to hold it together for the whole tournament in Wimbledon and reach the final, you know. But but again, you know, if he plays someone other than Djokovic, I think. Well, I, 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 you, I think you have to think about it, it this way. You have to think about it this way. Okay, Djokovic, I, I agree with you. Djokovic favorite for the Australian Open, Nadal favorite for the French, Djokovic, Wimbledon. And then US Open can be anyone's game in the big sort of, you yeah. know, three, four favourites. But Kyrgios has made the finals of Wimbledon, should have made the finals of the US Open. You know, that's yeah. that's ne- that's nearly back-to-back Grand Slam finals. So he's 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 knocking on the door. So I I, I can I can see one of I can see one of the free slams, you know, not 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 the French, he's no chance of the French. Um or Kyrgios yeah. maybe coming through there. Um just quickly, I think I agree with I you. I would love that, that. Just quickly, though, one final point. I forgot to mention in the in the disappointments of the year. The I think actually it's, it's, it's shocking. The biggest disappointment of the year, Daniel Medvedev. Oh yeah, yeah. He was so much of a disappointment. I I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I yeah, know that that is true. That is true. Um, very disappointing year. Um, again, I mean, I'm I'm hoping he turns it around for 2023 because. I, I do like having him around, you know. I do like when he's competing and pushing those guys, exactly. you know. 
Uh, we we would have to consider him for Australia, you know, but I, I don't really, I, I don't see it. You know, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him either. Do you have an, is there, there's nothing going on really? No, no, no injuries, it's just, it's no, just, it just no seems like he's lost, uh, he's lost a bit of the mental edge, you know? Yeah, agreed. I think, I think ever since Rafa beat him from those two sets up um, and those three break points that he had in the third set, I think he's lost it a little bit mentally. It's and those three losses at those three losses at the ATP Cup wouldn't have helped at all. You know, three no, no, third exactly. set tiebreak losses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I mean, insane. You know, it's 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 not been his year. You would like to think that he bounces back next year and and proves proves everyone wrong. It's yep. just a bit of a tough one when your first and second serve aren't hitting. I think he's lost confidence yep. in the serve. What the big part of Medvedev's game is that he can stay in extremely long rallies and really sort of make you work until you're, you're worn, worn out. But if he, if he's keeping on double faulting in, in, on big points or, you know, not hitting a good serve and then, you know, someone comes in and tries to take it off the rise and, and take it on early, it, it, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to bide well for him, but I'd, I'd be interested to see how he does next year. I, I hope well, he's another one. He's also another one that maybe could benefit from a coaching change, you know, or someone else yeah. coming into his corner and, and helping him out, you know. Yeah. Um, I I don't know who it would be. You know, he seems like a, a difficult guy to to work with. You know, you've seen the couple of exchanges with with between him and his coach. Um, when yeah. the coach walked out of the the stadium and so on. I mean, again, I don't know much about his coach, but I mean, always good to have a former champion and someone who's who's been around it, you know. No, because he, he got he got to number one in the world. He won a Grand Slam, and now he's just kind of tailed off. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I think know, he's I mean, number not, seven not many, in the world. Not many Russians. Right not many Russians he can reach out to, and maybe. And these are just all hypothetical. I don't know their situation. Yeah. I don't know if how much they know. You know, like someone should like get, should get Maris Safin in in his box or something. Um, I, know, I think uh, no, no, no. I think <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. You know, two two hot heads, but you you never know. You know, I think about like someone um, like Kafelnikov. You know, Maybe. but again, I don't know, don't know what his situation is. But Dan- you know, just, or something. Just, just something, yeah, something different. You know. Yeah. We'll you see, know. but I mean, he's another guy yeah. to throw into the mix. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. In 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 conscious of time, you know, we have we have some scheduling stuff going on right now. So I just wanted to say thank you, Andrew, obviously for 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 being available today and it's been, it's been great it's been great to actually get this discussion going again i think everyone's been yep, missing great it to be back um great to be back and, and yeah no thanks thanks everyone for watching and obviously taking the time out of your day to listen to us if you have any questions obviously just dm us on the instagram we're always willing to to answer you guys' question on the podcast or even just via message and uh other than that i think thank you very much and uh if you want if you want predictions please go to the website tennissection.com if you want the best predictions straight into your inbox every single day Go to tennissection.com forward slash premium to become a member. If you enjoyed the video, please like, subscribe, uh, and just you know share share it around. Or if you're listening on audio, thank you very much for subscribing to the podcast on any audio platform you might be listening to. And yeah, no. Yep. Thanks again, guys. See you soon. And and maybe it's a good idea if we do a question and answer segment in the next couple of weeks. You know, we don't have much tennis to look forward to, you know, so maybe we can do something like that in the near future, just until we wait for the 2023 season. Take care, exactly. guys. All right. Thanks, yep. guys. All right. Bye. Bye.